Welcome to season four of the Rooted in God's Word podcast. I am Becky Meyerson, and I am so glad that you are here. This season is all about everyday women praying for the ones we love and the issues of life with a heart filled with faith, truth, and God's Word. Do you ever take time to pray and can't seem to find the words? Do you forget to pray for the main issues of life and the people you love? Me too! Do you feel like your prayers are limited and not as effective as they could be? Or have you become lazy in prayer or lost heart? I understand. Just like you, I know prayer is important, but life gets busy, I get discouraged, and my best intentions disappear. That is about to change. Get ready for a supercharge into your prayer life. This podcast season corresponds with a study guide now available on my website called Pray and Don't Lose Heart. Working through this study guide will help you develop a plan to become re-energized in prayer. Follow the link in the bio to purchase this study guide. I have invited my friend Pamela Nelson to co-host this podcast season with me. Pamela is an ordained pastor, senior spiritual director, certified biblical counselor, and certified life coach. Pamela lives in Montana, a place she calls three miles from heaven. And I live in Minnesota, the land of lakes, forests, and family farms. Today, we each have our cup of coffee at our desks. Our hearts are connected even though we are a little over a thousand miles apart. And we are looking forward to spending the next few minutes with you. So no matter where you are today, welcome, enjoy the podcast, and stick with us to the end because we are going to be praying for you. Are you ready? Let's head into today's podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's podcast of Everyday Women Rooted in God's Word. Today, we're talking about praying with spiritual eyesight. And I'm here again with one of my favorite friends and co-host, Pamela Nelson. Hey, Pamela, how are you doing today? Hey, Becky. It is so great to be with you today. I I am just loving this study. (laughs) I'm loving it for so many reasons. You know, I was was thinking back onto our conversation last time a little bit about about how Jesus grew, you know, just Mm -hmm. that, that statement of he was a young man and he grew. And it brought me back to how did I grow in prayer? And I want to encourage you women at whatever age that developing a prayer life oftentimes is more caught than taught. So rather than saying it, it's doing it. It's doing it with your kids. It's doing it in front of them as grandparents. I have six grandchildren and you know, as grandparents, I want to be praying with and for my kids, mm. but my dad, I, I wanted, I'm an early morning riser, um, you know, just a little aside there. My dad grew up with a green padded living Bible. We would, um, <laughs> I would get up early with him and he had a huge mug of coffee. And so I didn't know that you could actually pray without coffee. <laughs> Of course. Can you? I don't know. Well, we don't. Yeah, we don't. (laughs) And so he started me with kind of the original sippy cup with probably maybe an inch of coffee, a teaspoon of sugar and the rest milk. So pretty much just a latte, you know, and, um, but I started, I think I was three when he started me on coffee and, uh, you know, they, they do say it stunts your growth and, um, (laughs) and I am almost six feet tall. So all I can say is praise, praise God. 
if that is the case. And, and so we would sit in the gold lazy boy chair and uh, we would read a proverb a day and pray through his graduating class as one of the things, the prayer disciplines that he showed me as a young girl. And, um, you know, my dad passed away 18 years ago now, and I had the honor of doing his service. And I said to the people who were there, if you were in his graduating class, you have to know that my dad prayed through five people a day. I will probably remember your name because up until I was 11 years old, we prayed through that list. And he just said, if I'm not praying for them, who is? And so modeling that for me, Becky, it was, it was just so incredible. And um, obviously, it's something that's woven through the fabric of my whole life. And it was very conversational. He didn't keep in contact with them. You know, this is pre-Facebook and text message and, mm-hmm. you know, all of mm-hmm. that many, many years ago. But he was intentioned on going through that yearbook and praying through for those people and just seeking Holy Spirit for them. And it was so powerful. I have never heard of anybody praying mm-hmm. through their yearbook. Wow. I've, I've never even considered it. That, but mm-hmm. what an example, like you said, mm-hmm. of prayer. Yeah. Growing, growing in wisdom and knowledge like Jesus, like we learned yes. in this lesson. Yes. And seeing that modeled in our life. Amazing. Well, this lesson, um, too, that we're on this week is really focusing on God's heart for the people and the situations that we're praying for. Yeah. And so, and it's on spiritual eyesight. It's seeing the way heaven sees. Yeah. And, you know, when you think about you going to get your eyes checked, they're checking things that they call visual acuity, which is, mm-hmm. are we seeing clearly? And then focus, how are we focusing? But then also, also they're checking depth perception. And if you think of those things spiritually, we want to see clearly. We mm-hmm. want to see clearly. And most of the time, I am not seeing clearly. So I need to catch a hold of how, how, what God sees, what heaven sees, you know, to, and have that visual acuity. But then I also need focus. And I don't mm-hmm. want to focus in on the things that I think I should focus in on. Yeah. I need to focus in and zoom in on what God sees and what he is calling us to do. Mm-hmm. And then that depth perception to me is like perceiving a vision for the future. Mm-hmm. You know, last week I said I was praying for my, my granddarlings, getting a vision for their future. And yeah. I remember when my oldest daughter was only two years old, when my mother-in-law said to me, what do you see her doing in the future? I'm thinking, are you kidding? We're just trying to make it through the twos. (laughs) You know, I had never considered asking God for a future Mm -hmm. vision of this beautiful daughter's life Mm -hmm. and then praying, start beginning to pray about that, (laughs) you know, just amazing. So So um, in this lesson two, what stuck out to you? What was one point that just really impacted you? I love how you were sharing about that vision and that there are so many different ways of experiencing um, a veil really in front Mm -hmm. of us. And, you know, as as a counselor, I sit in the room with people that oftentimes come with a certain perspective. And it truly is like a veil that is in Mm. front of their eyes. Mm. One of the best things that I can invite them to do is to practice the pause. Mm. So I just want to call us all to this like Holy Spirit 
pause <laughs> to instead of reacting to, you know, thinking we know how to pray over something immediately. And there are times when we truly enter into battle and it is immediate. And I believe mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. gives that to us. But more often than not, if we feel like our body is reacting more than having a response that would be something that, that I wouldn't betray myself in this response, then we practice something, just a pause. You know, I'm just going to, I'm going to give my brain 30 seconds to be able to think clearly and even ask the question, Lord, what would you have me do in this place? And so, so in this lesson, um, there's a, an incredible quote that's on page 30 um, by Rick Renner, who, by the way, one of my favorite devotionals ever, um, <laughs> the most hideous cover you've ever seen in a book that's uh -huh. ever been created, <laughs> but it's the purple sparkling gems from the Greek. And I, I just adore it because there is so much wisdom in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Pastor Rick Renner says this quote, when the Holy Spirit lifts the cover and removes the veil that has blocked your view of God's plan for you, the eyes of your spirit suddenly see and perceive truths that were previously veiled. This is what the Bible calls revelation. In one instant, everything comes into clear view, answering all your questions and giving you direction you've been seeking for for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, Becky, you have us dig into the word. This is, oh, this study is so rich with so many great scriptures. One of them being first Corinthians two verses 10 through 12. It says, these are the things that God revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit mm -hmm. searches all things, even the deep things of God for who knows a person's thoughts, mm -hmm. except their own spirit within them in the same way. No one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. And what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely mm. given us. And that, yes. that freedom, I will just say that freedom comes in the pause, mm -hmm. that freedom comes in that having that veil lifted. And, and Becky, even today, I was praying with a woman that had previously received a level of healing and part of her back. And, and we were praying that she wouldn't have to receive surgery. Um, but it has gotten to the point now where she is going in and it's pretty major. And mm. she was just so disappointed. She said, did I not have enough mm -hmm. faith? And I said, you know what? Let's pause. Mm -hmm. Let's pause and ask the Lord for his wisdom in this. And mm -hmm. as we just were silent and as I just, I really prayed in my heart and the spirit. And I said, Lord, what is it that you're saying here? Mm -hmm. And what I felt was, you know what? I feel this is a very divine appointment for your rest. Hmm. This woman is a doer. She has the capacity of just horses in motion. And, and I just said, you know, we are not human doings. We are human beings. Wow. And I believe God's given you a divine appointment to restore your body in this rest. And she just started weeping. Hmm. And she said, I feel like you're giving me permission to do that. Mm -hmm. And I said, sweetie, the Lord is giving you permission to do this. Mm -hmm. This is when you, the veil comes down and you recognize that even something difficult, like walking through recovery from a surgery can be a gift when mm. it is God's appointed time mm -hmm. to allow you to rest and restore. Mm -hmm. Wow. As you were talking, I was so reminded in this lesson. So remember, we're doing the, we're doing the Lord's prayer at the same time. And the, yes. part, the, 
the part of the Lord's Prayer that we are focused on this time is thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And our role is the person standing in the tension, in the gap between heaven and earth, between who we are praying for. And you took a moment, you said, with that woman to pray. You captured God's heart. You captured Mm -hmm. heaven Mm -hmm. and then we're able to encourage her of, wait a minute, God sees this as an opportunity for you. Yeah. That is so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It lightens everything for her, Becky. And, you know, I just, I feel, man, I, my shivers all over my body. I just feel someone needed to hear this today. Yes. That getting, having that veil come down from, from maybe where you even feel disappointed of something not being answered in the way that you intended or how you've been praying mm-hmm. yet God's planned. You, you said it from our first session higher, mm-hmm. his ways are higher. And when he has another thing appointed for you mm-hmm. to be able to lean into that and not let the enemy rob you to distract mm-hmm. you, to say your God is not faithful. That is so not true. Mm-hmm. She recognized his faithfulness to her in yes. the gift of this time. <laughs> That's so good. Well, the verse that I, or that really just stuck out to me was James 5, 17, and it's a familiar one, but it's so good. So rich, an earnest prayer of a righteous, and I'm going to say woman, because Mm -hmm. listener, that's you, Mm -hmm. your earnest prayer has great power and produces wonderful results. You know, the enemy would love nothing more than to just squash our prayer. Just tell us why bother to keep praying? Why, why keep going on this? God isn't answering. You're not hearing or, you know, there's all of the lies that come from him. But to remind ourselves that, wait a minute, I am a woman and I'm earnestly praying. I am like, I am earnestly praying. It has great power and produces wonderful results. Just to hang on to that. Yeah. And then, you know, just again, that prayer is that partnership between heaven and earth. It is standing in the gap, like I I said, as that priest, which to me, when I realized on earth as it is in heaven, I have my prayer list. I have an idea of how I should be praying. I have a, you know, I have this idea and that idea, and I think I should be praying that, but really what's on God's heart for that? What is in heaven as it you know, on earth as it is in heaven. And, and being that person that that's what a priest was. And, you know, the definition, the duties of a priest, like in the old Testament, where they assisted people in accessing God so that they could be in union with him. They stood Mm -hmm. in that gap. They acted as a mediator between God and man. They Mm -hmm. were an ambassador to serve the people and represent God. And then they lived the life of a teacher. They were, they were that person and they stepped into that partnership. And that's what I want to encourage myself and you listener step into that gap, step into that gap of, as a priest, Yes, uh, we are all called a kingdom of priests, yeah. you know, <laughs> unto the Lord. We're all called that. I want to um, encourage people because I know some, some people's faith tradition is that they do they do feel they need to go to someone. And so 
so depending on if you're from a different tradition, like I don't understand why you're calling me a priest, a priest is something, you know, else. And they don't, they don't have an awareness of it, but it truly is part of our role as an intercessor is to come into that place and place and listen on behalf of, uh, it's something that I practice all the time as a spiritual director. People ask me what that is. And I said, you know, listen, I'm, I'm truly am listening and attending on your behalf. And sometimes when we are so quick to react, as I shared earlier, it becomes difficult to look in the mirror and to be able to see clearly what the Lord has for us. And so when we stand in the gap as believers in Christ who are called to intercede on behalf of others, we become a mirror back to them of what the truth is of what we are seeing on their mm-hmm. behalf, because mm-hmm. our, our view is distorted. We, we want to see a certain thing or we are, we are reacting out of our gut and it just has us in, in a, um, just a state of bracing, mm-hmm. but someone else coming alongside is able to help us to see more clearly. And the Bible calls that being in the priestly role. Yes. And I found it. First Peter Peter 2.9, where Peter is teaching who we are, who we are Mm. in Christ. And he says, um, you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. (laughs) So good. That's what you did. That's what you did Mm. with that woman. You took that priestly role. Yeah. You, you just paused, like you said, you just paused and you look to heaven, Lord, how do you see this situation? How do you see this woman? Mm-hmm. And then you were able to share the goodness of God that he mm-hmm. had for her in these yeah. moments. So wonderful. Well, in my prayer worksheet this week, I went to each of my three prayer worksheets and then I went to God first and I said, you know, in my worksheet for my, my grand darlings, how do you, what are you seeing here? And then, you know, my second worksheet and my third worksheet. Okay. So we're not always praying about all of these wonderful spiritual things. Sometimes we're <laughs> praying about practical things, yes, <laughs> yes. but we're supposed to bring everything to him. So we can just say, what's keeping me awake at night? Mm. Or what am I worried about the most? Or yeah. what's, what, what is stressing me out during the day? Well, I am writing a new devotional called Intimacy with God. It's part of a collection called My Dear Lovely Daughter. And I have gotten to the point where I need to find a printer. I'm getting right down stressed out about it. I have my prayer list, you know, Lord, I need a layout designer. Lord, I need to find a printer. Lord, I I need to know about ordering and how to receive and how to sell. Lord, I've got all these things to pray about. But when I got to this lesson, I went to that prayer worksheet and I'm like, Lord, what are you seeing here? What is written in heaven here? What are you, what are you seeing here? You know? Um, And, and so I have written down in this step two area. This is what I sensed as I just, as I asked the Lord, what are you seeing here? What are you saying here? What are you doing here? I wrote this. God is watching me learn and grow and depend on him. Mm. (laughs) He sees perseverance through my struggle. Uh, Yeah. 
I am growing in character and knowledge, and he's helping me do that. Mm-hmm. He is watching my priorities. I got, I got a little convicted. Like, where are my priorities here? You know, he is watching my heart. He's always looking for our motives. Yes. He, that's what he cares about. What's yeah. your motive? What's yeah. your priority? I'm, I'm watching that, Becky, in this. Yeah. yeah. And then just that assurance, I felt like he says, I've got the revelation you need for your next mm-hmm. step. It wow. just put a whole new perspective on this struggle I've got with finding a printer. <laughs> wow. Wow. And, and it, it makes it, it just makes it so significant because it all, God always multiplies the things that are challenging for us mm-hmm. for our benefit and for his glory. And so by him asking you those questions or having you mm-hmm. write them down, it is, I mean, he is, he is weaving in his faithfulness and he is also weeding out of us, you know, mm-hmm. of you. And I speak of us in that as well. In my prayer worksheet, he was doing the same, you know, weeding out the things that are not going to serve me well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's why we're always growing. <laughs> we can, you know, mm-hmm. the growing process always involves weeding. You know, mm-hmm. I, I see your posts online, Becky, about, <laughs> about what the fields look like as your family goes through before you are doing the planting. And, um, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, you know, it is, it is a, uh, it is a dirty job, woman. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and it is back. I mean, it looks backbreaking to me as you're laying on those flatbeds and trying to plant all of that. I'm just like, God bless you. You know, I love that work that um, that you have made so that there can be this taste and see, this spice of food mm. that we couldn't taste without it. But the mm-hmm. planting of it takes so much work. And, um, mm-hmm. and that, you know, I'm just going to go kind of right to my worksheet in that because yes. the, the, the planting for me, I'm, I'm in a season that I recently moved back to Montana my fourth time, um, to, to help to care for my mom who is in a place of, you know, elderly in age and, uh, has some healing needs of her own, but I was pastoring at a church in Ohio mm-hmm. and, um, just, really grieving, um, leaving that body, loving that so well. And now, you know, wondering, Lord, where are you going to plant me? So I'm going to mm-hmm. use that, that language right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had someone ask me this week. So, you know, where is your home church? And, uh, what was so wonderful about that is that I paused mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, um, I know what that means mm-hmm. to a lot of people. And so I'm, I'm actually going to answer it with, with what the Lord had me write down in this lesson really about many things we were studying on the kingdom. And one of your questions that you asked Becky was, do I want my kingdom or God's kingdom? Mm. And, you Mm -hmm. know, part of the school of soul shepherding that I'm in, uh, it was started by a couple that were mentored by Dallas and Jane Willard. Mm -hmm. And Dallas has written many, many books. He's just an amazing um, professor of philosophy and pastor Mm -hmm. and um, he has said that over 100 times in the gospel, 100 times in the gospels, Jesus preaches that he is making the kingdom of the heavens, which is actually the appropriate um, transliteration is heavens available right now, which mm. means that that kingdom coming to earth, that again, we have this eternity perspective now. Mm-hmm. So I felt this question, which is on my prayer list of Lord, where is home church, um, for me. 
And, and for me right now, I, I serve the church at a larger capacity, helping with counseling and helping with giving a safe place for a lot of leaders actually around the globe to be able to have the Holy Spirit attend to what's going on in their life. Mm -hmm. And so the place where he meets me is in literally my home church group of Mm -hmm. about 30 people, Mm -hmm. men and women. Uh, We have two pastors in our group and several other lay group leaders. And we have a meal together on Tuesday nights. Typically in the summertime, we're gathering around a fire we have deep conversation around God's word and we wrestle, Mm. we wrestle through different aspects of God's word. And then we pray for one another. Mm. And, and that is, that is uh, the body of Christ that I know that they would miss me if I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And, and I think sometimes when we say church, it's about showing up somewhere in a building on Sunday, but really a better uh, verbiage for the word church is body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And if, if one part of the body, if my big toe gets stubbed, the whole part, my whole body responds. And I want to be a part of a body that knows that I would be missing if I wasn't there, that knows if I'm hurting, that knows if I'm celebrating and celebrates mm-hmm. along with me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this, this, this worksheet is Lord, I, I actually received an answer right away. <laughs> And this might happen on your worksheet is that this is your home church. Mm -hmm. And then you get to go out as a missionary Mm -hmm. to other churches. I do worship. And sometimes I speak in other churches and, Mm -hmm. and I get to help other, other pastors in other churches, but it, it was almost, you know, asked and answered in the same Mm -hmm. breath Mm -hmm. there. And I want to encourage those of us that are in that, that like, like, let the Lord be that quick with you. Because it affirmed my question Mm -hmm. and it allowed me to ask it of the Lord. And he said, this, Mm. this is home for you right now, Pamela. That is so good. (laughs) That is so good. I love it. Well, we want to end with prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there something in particular, Pam, that you feel like, like you would like to pray for our listener? I'm just, Mm. yeah. Yes. So father, thank you that you brought us to. Lord, this place of, of again, pressing into the people that you have put in front of us to be praying for mm-hmm. and, and what is on your heart to pray for them. Lord, what mm-hmm. I love is that in that, that holy pause, mm-hmm. that slowing mm-hmm. our rhythm down to your rhythm, your, your rhythm where you never ran, you walked from place to place, you walked with people. Father, that in that prayer rhythm with you, that you allow us to take a breath and to get the perspective Mm. of the kingdom of the heavens. And Mm. so, Lord, I pray for that listener that needs your wisdom, that needs to know thy will be done on earth Mm. as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. What is on your heart for what is on their heart? Mm -hmm. And Lord, Mm. I love that there is nothing too big. Mm. That there is nothing too small. Yeah. I love that there will be things in the waiting that you will have us attend to Mm -hmm. and wrestle down. But Mm -hmm. I also love that there are things immediately that you will show us it's, it's this and, and we get to celebrate that. Oh, you mean I get to receive this from you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you Mm -hmm. for this God. And I pray that for the women who need that permission 
to receive something that may be uncommon, but that is specifically for them. So Father, would you have our receivers open to hear the gentle whisper of your loving voice of your Holy Spirit that speaks to us today Mm -hmm. in Jesus name. Yes. Yes. So good. You know, as you were praying, I was just remembering what you shared about revelation. You didn't use the word blinders, you know, blinders being open. What, what, um, but it, it had to do with us not seeing clearly the veil, the veil. Yeah. I just thought, let's just take a pause right now and just thank the Lord that the veil is going to come down. The blinders are going to come off of our eyes. Yes. And it's almost as if, you know, when you walk into a hotel room and the curtains are closed and you have no idea what's on the other side of the curtains and you might open it up and see the most gorgeous mountain scene. It was always there, but you didn't know it was there. That's, that's what revelation is. It was always there. You just didn't know it. So, Lord, we receive your revelation. Fill us with revelation. Mm-hmm. Paul prays in Ephesians. I pray mm-hmm. that you would have a, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Mm-hmm. And, Lord, I pray for our listener who needs that revelation, who needs to mm-hmm. see what's behind those curtains, who needs those blinders taken off, that veil that's covering their eyes and even the filters of how we always see things through the filters. These filters are our own filters. Yes. We, wanna, we want revelation. We need revelation. We invite you, come, give us a spirit of wisdom yes. and revelation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I am so glad you joined us today. James 5.16 describes what happens when you pray. The effective prayer of a righteous woman can accomplish much. That word effective is the Greek word energio. Did you hear that word energy in that Greek word? Effective means that God's activity and work is happening inside of you and the people you love. When you pray, God takes your invitation and steps into your life and starts working. So hang in there. Keep praying and don't lose heart. God bless and we'll be back next week with another podcast.